Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers. Welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what is popping in the pop culture. And my guest today is Jane Seymour, who I have just always loved. And uh, I mean, somewhere in time, we can talk about that. We can talk about Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. We can talk about when she played Maria Callas. I was saying to her before we started that she doesn't make it easy to put her in any box that says this is what she does. And now on Netflix is Sandy Wexler with Adam Sandler. She's playing, well, you should describe her. She's oversexed. She's voracious. <laughs> she's, what is she she's doing? A, uh, she's an oversex um, Beverly Hills housewife with a cute blonde uh, blonde um, wig I'm wearing there and and um, she is waiting for her very wealthy husband to die but he just won't he's like almost dead but not quite and it's driving her crazy because she really wants to move on with her life with the money and that's just not happening so she's very lonely so she seduces Adam Sandler's character mm -hmm. Sandy and um, and he's just so gormless he doesn't really know what's going on and uh, so she's she's a she's a seductress well how did that happen they just offered it to me. I get offered You things. and Adam Sandler don't hang together? Nope. Actually, we should because he lives literally at the bottom of my, where my house is. He really? has, has a home right there, yes. <laughs> my kids tell me they see him all the time, my you know, but now, now we've, you know, we, we, we got along really well. So I, I told him, I'll do anything, whatever you want me to do. I'm, I'm in because he likes to bring people back, you know. Sure. And, and I was a, his fans are my, his son, uh, daughters are my biggest fans because I did um, a, an American Girl doll movie. I'm sure that you did. that missed that your was, radar. No, Sage no, paints the sky. You did it. But yeah, I had so. long gray hair as a grandmother, and Adam said, "My kids are so excited about you being in my movie more than anyone else. So, you know, they they watch your movie 20 times a day or something." He said, "I have watched that movie so many times." <laughs> he had no idea because. Well, when our kids are growing <laughs> up. We watch things we do. over and oh, over. Oh, yes, we do. Ask me about the great Muppet caper. Okay. You know, it's just and, one and thing And for me, it would be another. the Little Mermaid. <laughs> there it is. Just keep it coming. Yes. Kids, grandkids doing this. So when you, I mean, I was going to say, it's way off the beaten track of you. You're an OBE. Yes. You are. Do I address you as Dame Jane? No, no. But that's if I get the upgrade. Oh, it's the upgrade. Yes, yes. What do we call you now? Well, um, Jane Seymour, OBE, Officer of the British Empire. Does that? What power does that give? <laughs> <laughs> um, there are there were some special things, but you know, I then became an American citizen, so I, I'm not sure how much power I have. Oh, the Queen could get a I little. I don't know. I like I like to keep you're, them both. You're going. an American citizen. And yes, but uh, no, it's a great honor. It, it, I mean, the, the Beatles were honored with an OBE. I think I can mm -hmm. accept an OBE. It was, it was quite wonderful. It's part of the order of the knighthood. So how it goes with, a, after the OBE, it goes to the commander of the British Empire, CBE. Mm -hmm. Then you become knighted. Um, and that, that um, you become sir if you're a guy and a dame if you're mm -hmm. a lady. So that's the next step for you, to yes. being the dame. A dame. Dame Jane. Well, what is it that you have? Do you have a little trophy? Is it oh, no, I have a great big medal and then a, another little medal. And, oh, I wish you had a, brought it today. Oh. I've never <laughs> seen one of those. You've never seen one? I've never seen no. one. Well, the only time you're ever allowed to wear them is when they do white tie and tails, and they don't do white tie and tails very often. <laughs> so um, Elton John used to do a big party in England for white tie and tails where everyone got to wear their gong, as they call it. <laughs> they're gong. They're gong. gong and do that. I've been gonged. <laughs> well, see, I, what I was saying at the beginning about you not being, you know, even your eyes aren't the same color. No. 
nothing's <laughs> nothing's normal. <laughs> no, nothing's normal. I, I I was born with a speech impediment no. in which I in which I couldn't pronounce my R's and I had flat feet. I ended up dancing with the Kirov Ballet at Covent Garden. And I spend most of my life playing Americans who, as you know, roll their R's consistently. Consistently? So, so yes. how great for you. And yes. you were even on Dancing with the Stars. I did Dancing with the Stars, There's yes. nothing. I'm waiting. I'm trying to find that thing where it's something <laughs> you just haven't done. Well, I just did a pilot and, and I really? hope I pick it up. I'm going to be playing country music store, Big Hair, kind of Dolly Parton. <laughs> That's what, what is, I'm playing What next. is this? <laughs> I don't know. No, you don't I, I'm know. having way too much fun. When I did, um, I did Amadeus, the original play of Amadeus yes. on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And Sir Peter Hall, after he auditioned me on the stage, um, he said to me, you're a character actress in spite of yourself, which I always thought was the greatest uh, honor that I could ever have. Because basically he said, you're too young now to be the character actress, but you're always going to be a you know, an well, actress is a character. Well, that's what I mean. You can but do anything. Most, you know, most women who play leading ladies play the same thing all the time. But I don't. That's no, just because out. you. But <laughs> you, you basically start as a Bond girl. Pretty much, yes. I well, did something on. before You're that. You're solitaire. Yes, yes. Don't yes. just say, oh, yes. It's, yes. You did. It's I know. It's it's a big deal. And as far as England's concerned, that's all I ever did. <laughs> really? Yes, that's completely. It. You couldn't be an OBE if that well, was Well, I'll tell you something very funny. When I um, went and actually heard or to audition for Wedding mm -hmm. Crashes, um, the director... Kitty Cat. Kitty Cat. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the director and the writer, the young, the young guys in the room, they told me, they said, oh, you were wonderful in the James Bond film. And that was it. As far as they were concerned, they had discovered me and I had done nothing since I was 20 to now, at that point, probably 55. And they remembered that. That was it. And I thought, gosh, you know, this is... Well, there's something a couple about of other guys things, yeah. that tend to remember <laughs> things like that. Okay. Because you escaped the curse of the Bond girl. I did. Yes, it's I just, did. It's just, you know, a lot of them, that's what they did. So I'm amazed that they don't... Well, it's, I was uh, damned after the Bond film because I went into the theater and played all the classics. I did my Shakespeare, Goldoni, Ibsen, yeah, everything. Said, what could she be thinking? They th yes, they said, you're, <laughs> you're, nut, you're nutcase. What are you doing here? And then soon after that, I played um, Bathsheba in uh, King David and then uh, Frankenstein, the true story with James Mason and Michael Sarazen. And then I gave my... Scott got myself over to America, where I was told that they didn't mind if you were attractive. You know, in England at that time, you had to look like the girl next door, otherwise they wouldn't cast you, so. Really? They and they just said I looked too exotic, so. Too exotic because solitaire uh, was. She was an exotic, she was yes. Very, yes. So that's with Roger Moore, Live and Let yeah, Die. Live and Let Die. And so, what do you remember of that? Because this is, you're just uh, a child. I was a you're, child. You're a child, and you're just thrust yes. into this. It was pretty frightening, actually. It was a very heady experience. I was in uh, New Orleans where I got um, mugged in Bourbon Street at four in the afternoon. That was the first thing that happened really? to me. Really? Well, that's, that's lovely. Yeah. Well, and I swung my handbag at the guy and ran and, and then was told off for doing that. But Who would tell you what? They said, you know, when you're mugged, you're supposed to just give everything away. And, and, <laughs> and I'd read the script. In the script, she swings her handbag at James Bond, so I just automatically <laughs> swung a handbag and ran. And... Um, I was a little snake phobic and I had a scene with a guy with a snake right up here and, and uh, the actor who was doing it got a little comfortable with the snake so in between takes he put the snake in his other hand to discuss something. A snake wound around and bit him. He dropped the snake and I'm tied up at the stake <laughs> and the snake's coming straight for me 
And just at the very last second, somebody grabbed the snake, wrangled, grabbed the snake, and just started crying. He said that his best snake was now going to die because the, 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 the dancer, the guy who was holding it, should have left the fangs in and, you know, for them to come and take out. And he, the snake had lost his fangs. Oh, that's just the saddest story. Right? That was terrifying. <laughs> so there's, there's a great start. So you say, this is what I dreamed of. Yes, being, being a Bond girl. I right. wanted to be a Bond girl to do it, so you fought against it. No, um, well, I... Well, you didn't... You, I didn't... Uh, no, I didn't. never fought against it, but there was a stigma. I mean, I was, um, I was shortlisted to do Yanks with uh, John Schlesinger, which I would have loved to have done, and um, he thought I was from Manchester. He really believed I was this character. And then somebody at the very last second told him that actually I was a Bond girl. And that was it. Never heard from him again. Yeah. Oh, that's just... Yeah. So that used to happen to me. And then I, I just I read thought, a story about you that so I have I to ask because it was too yeah. great. You were auditioning for the Thornbirds. Yes. Oh, that's Didn't get story. that part. No. And you were nursing? I had had a baby and I had been nursing and I was told that I was the choice. But at the last minute they wanted to do kind of a chemistry um, you know, type um, screen read. test yeah. read with um, um, with Richard Chamberlain, and I and they said, look, you know, you, you've been nursing, so you better stop nursing because you're supposed to play this young girl. So I stopped nursing. I did everything like that, and um, I thought, well, I better bring an outfit for the the scene where we're in bed because I don't think I'm going to be naked, and it's supposed to take place on a beach anyway. But anyway, I got this sort of a, a lingerie thing that I was wearing, and. When we did the um, the love scene, we were getting along really well, by the way. Richard mm -hmm. Chamberlain and I, really well. We had lunch together. We were talking about going to Australia. It was it was all happening. And um, my milk came in all over his bare chest. Like a <laughs> puddle of mother's milk all over his so chest. So erotic. Not to him. <laughs> really? No. He just went, hmm. That was it. That was it. That was so the most Rachel embarrassing. Ward comes in Rachel Ward it. comes in, and then I know Rachel knows the story, but it's a true story. I then immediately booked two other movies. I think the Scarlet Pimpernel and Jamaica Inn, back to back. And my agent gets a call after the first day of filming Thornbirds, and they hire me back. They try to, but they couldn't get me out of the other two movies. But I brought up a little bit in the beginning about somewhere in time, because mm. not only there are people that will still say oh, yeah. to me, did you see that? That's like the notebook. That's like all of those movies that tears come to people's eyes when they think of it. And you worked with Christopher Reeve and you named one of your children after Chris. Absolutely. Yeah. Chris, Chris and I are very, very close. We loved that movie. We loved the experience of making mm -hmm. it. We, it was on this beautiful island, Mackinac Island, where no cars are allowed. The only cars ever allowed there were the ones that they brought on right. to do the movie. And uh, it was just a magical experience and a magical little film. And, and then it was killed by the critics. They all said it was the worst thing ever. And, and Chris oh, what was do so, critics know? What do they know? Oh, come <laughs> and on. Chris, and Chris was, was, you know, very upset and embarrassed by it, I think. And, and then it turned out to be probably one of the most successful things the two of us had ever done. I mean, people would stop him and go crazy about Somewhere in Time. Mm -hmm. Obviously Superman, but Somewhere in Time was, was a close second. And to this day, people stop me everywhere. They, they've watched that movie 30, 40 times. It's amazing. Well, I mean, you had in your career, you've worked with some amazing people, but yeah. when you played Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, you, be, you had another one of those. Some people get one of those parts in a lifetime. You've gotten a Several. number of them where you're really lucky, but that one is 
you're from Boston, you go to Colorado. It also was one of the first series I remember where it dealt with gender politics. Yes, yeah. actually you're right. Well, when I did it, I was offered it um, when I was bankrupt and penniless and homeless. And I called my agent. No, wait a minute. No, seriously, I was. <laughs> no, I had been married to the top business manager in, in Hollywood. And without me realizing, he'd lost all our money and left me in terrible, terrible, terrible circumstances. Nice job. Yeah, nice job. So <laughs> that's one of the divorces. And, uh, now I'm quite friendly with him. I guess people can find it very hard to understand. But you know, well, I have, you must I have, have children with him. Spirit, we have children. I have an open heart. That's what you do is. your I, open heart foundation. I, I, I accept stuff in life, like my mother told me, and I open my heart and I, I reach out to have a purpose and help people. You seem to have it together that way, you know? Do you ever have a dark period where it's just, you know, oh, I don't yes. want to get up in the morning? Um, you know, I'm incredibly fortunate because I do know people who suffer from depression. I do not suffer from depression. Mm -hmm. I can get depressed, mm -hmm. but I usually I shake myself out of it pretty quick. And, um, you know, that's something I really learned from my mom. She said, in, you know, in life when things are tough, your natural instinct is to close off your heart, keep it inside. And if you do, it'll be like a scratch record. It'll go round and round and round and eat you alive. Mm -hmm. But if you can accept what's happened which is the hardest thing in the world to do, whether it's a broken marriage or infidelity or betrayal or mm -hmm. you lose all your money or in my mother's case, you know, you almost lose your life in an internment camp, a Japanese camp in World War II. You know, you, you, you accept it. She could accept that. I can accept what's happening to me and reach out to help someone else. When you reach to, to help someone else, you have a purpose. And once you have a purpose, you get out of your own pity party. And then, amazingly enough, you know, um, it fills your heart, and so that's my little open heart thing. You know, you've won two Golden Globes, right? You've won for playing yes, right. uh, Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike. And, yeah. Yeah, and then... Um, and for the East of Eden. East of Eden. Oh, we can't See, forget I East know. of Eden. That no. was a good one. A War and Remembrance, I got nominated. That was a great movie. That one meant a lot to me. The, the Herman Wouk one. If somebody said, you know, they just saw you in something, and they said, I just want to see everything you've done, and some <laughs> of them get away. Some of the ones that mean the most to you get, get away. away. Are there like two or three that well, people that are listening to this so that you would wish that they would look at it? I think uh, Fanny Kemble um, is a very good uh, movie. That was um, with Keith Carradine. Mm -hmm. um, that's a true story about uh, the woman, an uh, English woman who was a famous Shakespearean actress in the Kemble acting family who married one of the biggest slave owners in, um, in Philadelphia mm -hmm. and ended up uh, writing a book about life on the plantation, which is why the British didn't support the South in the Civil War. It's yeah. a story Americans don't know. No. So I, I thought well, that was pretty cool. We don't know so much. Um, I did one that you will never see, um, <laughs> but it was brilliant with Bruce Greenwood and it was called The Absolute Truth and it was all about politics and the media and how they use one another. Mm, and uh, very topical because today. it was very topical at the time and there was an election coming up, they pulled it and they said, no, no, we're just changing the date. And they put it on opposite Ellen coming out. It's never been seen <laughs> other than then, which was, you know, the death slot of all time. We were talking about Dr. Quinn. You know, yeah. that was never really meant to be a, a, a successful series. What was it meant to be? A one-off? I think it was supposed to be like the producers, you know, springtime for Hitler. I because see. they said to me, we're going to do something that will <laughs> so absolutely awful. has no chance to make it. A woman in the lead, that doesn't work. If you think about it, it's the first time they had a woman in the lead in a series. Yeah. Um, a period piece definitely doesn't work. A Western, forget that. Children and animals, you know, um, um, human values, morality, 
you know. And so they gave us the death slot of eight o'clock, you know, to kill us and put us on, on opposite the Orange Bowl to really kill us. And we came in top ten and ran, you know. It never stops with people with that, you know. That's every people just love the you and those characters. Well, but think about about what does America export? Mm -hmm. They export Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman in 98 countries. Mm -hmm. I've had President Gorbachev give me big hugs and go, oh, Dr. Quinn, and, and you know, and, and you know, the Chinese and everything. I mean, it's like, in France, it plays every day. I mean, as far as I can say, because we're in period clothes, it's not dated, you know. I, I could have done it yesterday. But because this is your first time on this show, oh, I'm, I'm thrilled so to thrilled. have you. Well, thank you. We, we, we don't have song. enough time to we talk don't. about all these movies and things that I've even forgotten I made. But I but haven't you forgotten. Haven't forgotten them. I, <laughs> you are my greatest fan. I have, the, I have them, thank and you. it's there, and it's Good. there. But this show ends in song, whoever's on here. We oh, always gosh. end. Well, come on. You just you I did a little sing. dolly. Oh, I, I can't believe it. I can't There's sing anymore. When I played Maria do. Callas, I hurt a vocal cord. I'm trying to get back to being able to sing. I only fake singing. We only ask fake singing. Okay, here. where do you want We to just, you could do, oh, 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 what a lovely war. <laughs> oh, that wasn't, oh, 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 it's a lovely war. I come, I, that wasn't the song I did. I know, we but. We watched you playing cricket and every kind of game. Through football, golf, and polo, you men have made your name. But now your country calls you to play your part in war. And no matter what we call you, we shall love you all the more. So come and join your forces as your fathers did before. Oh, we don't want to lose you, but we think you ought to go. For your king and your country both need you so. And go on. And I know, but it, look it was at actually memory. Maggie. It was Maggie Smith with Maggie Smith. I, Lovely Maggie. Yeah, look at Maggie. You know, she's got the damehood. It took her forever. Yeah. You know, you yeah. next. That's what I say. Uh, that's what I say. I too. say it yes. too. Okay. Yes, that's okay. it. Thank you. Thank you so much <laughs> for being you. here. This was great fun. <laughs>